Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce sits late, Shantae, you stay, you say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy, we say that's fierce, so sing all my queers, don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears, the word of the game. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. I'm your co-host, Brendy, and this is my platonic and professional better half, <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> hey guys. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And today's Word of the Gay is... Queer. Queer. I can exist in the gray areas. I can be undefined, and that is okay. We finally got to it. We finally did. (laughs) I have been pushing and pushing. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) I'm such a pusher. She was so queer. She was like, I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. So queer is a descriptive word for a gender or sexual identities that do not correspond to the established ideas of sexuality, gender, or heterosexual norms. It's also an old British term for strange or odd, questionable or suspicious, or slightly ill. Eccentric, peculiar, not quite right. Yes. Also one of my Nana's favourite words. She's not homophobic, but she loves the word queer. (laughs) She kind of says it from time to time because she has very distinct distinct British accent and uses a lot of slang and Mm -hmm. kind of old words and it always takes me aback but it's always just to describe someone that's just a little bit weird or a little (laughs) bit touched or crazy yeah my nana has a few of those little things she talks with the palm in the mouth and you're like oh that's cute wait hold on No, with your damn big mouth, damn it. Shut your mouth, The word queer entered the English language in the 16th century Oh, did it? It did It did. Well, in the 19th century, it was used to label something as dubious. So, queering the pitch meant to spoil something. Being on Queer Street meant financial ruin. Ruin. Yeah. Mm. And a queer fellow was someone who was odd, probably something that my nana would say. And someone who was queer in the head was the same. Queer in the head. Yeah. (laughs) Mentally ill. In the 20th century, when homosexuality and cross-dressing was actually illegal, the word queer was linked to sexual behaviour. Yeah. So it was obviously very negative. It linked with men who were deemed effeminate or, Mm. you know, engaged in same-sex relationships or others that pretty much upended traditional gender roles. Yeah. Yeah. Just when it was started to be linked to homosexuality and that being also linked to mental illness, that's when it kind of became 
the slur. This halo of negativity, though, began to dim somewhat in the 70s when the word was actually reclaimed by activists and academics. Yeah, and like the advent of queer theory and, you know, in the last 20 years, like stuff like Queer as Folk and Queer Eye, it became used online and in popular culture a lot more. Queer art, queer politics. That's when it kind of became this umbrella term. And over the past few years, as you and I both know, the word queer has definitely become a common personal label and identifier, especially with young members of the LGBT plus community. Yeah. Do you identify as queer? No, I definitely do gay. Yeah, same. Gay, for sure. But I think that's all to do with when I came out. Yep. And queer is definitely the umbrella term these days. Yes. For our community. Mm -hmm. So, you've got LGBTI, which is obviously lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, but they all come under the fabulous rainbow umbrella. To add some letters on there, we've actually got LGBTQQIP2SA. I can't deal with (laughs) that. And it's actually growing. This is why people are opting for queer, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's so long. What does each letter stand Um, for? Those extra ones we know, you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. There's also another Q questioning, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, and asexual. But this still leaves out heaps of genders and sexualities and, like I said, constantly growing. can understand why some people, yeah, just go with the word queer. Yeah, and you could even be more than one of the letters on there. But I guess you know, some people use queer in lieu of other labels because they may not identify with what comes under that umbrella. Yes. If that makes sense. Yep. I mean, for example, you know, a cisgender woman may be dating a trans man yep. and they don't identify as heterosexual, but then they also don't identify as homosexual. And some people say it as like a subversive statement i.e. I don't have to define myself, why should I have to explain my sexuality or be more specific? Yes. Some people find the ambiguity appealing because it unites everyone, so we're all equal and united, you're gay, I'm a lesbian, someone else is trans, but we're together, working we're together. Yeah. yeah. So it is a uni- unifying term, which is which is nice and important. Absolutely. Yep. And I mean, some people, when they actually do come out, they come out as queer. Basically, nowadays it means, you know, gay, not heterosexual, but the original meaning, it means weird and not normal. I kind of find that a bit weird, I'm going to say. Yeah, exactly, because I don't think not being heterosexual is not normal. What is normal anyway? I think it's important to remember, though, that a person's self-identification is a key factor in calling someone queer. Don't label someone queer unless you know that they are Uh, queer. Yeah. Yeah. So we've touched on sexually queer, which is any sexuality that isn't heterosexual, but there's also gender queer. So being outside the gender binary and basically either not heterosexual and not cisgender or both. Yeah, it's become more and more common for people to actually identify as non-binary. They're similar. At times, I'm not 100% sure of the differences, but I would like to go into them in another episode and kind of research and find out a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, I feel so old-fashioned. <laughs> no. I'm Because gay. they're definitely... <laughs> God, I'm so boring. <laughs> Um, For me, I've never been subjected to the word queer in negative sense. Right. So, I don't find it offensive or jarring. Opposed to a word like faggot, which I hear and I... stand it. It hurts. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel uncomfortable. I didn't live through a time where I was victimized by it. And it's not, 
you know, triggering me or bringing back painful memories, but I know that some people still do have a problem with queer. I definitely want to be mindful of that when in my usage of it, hence why I said like it's important someone's self-identification is important with labeling someone queer. Oh, you don't sure. want to give people that aren't even part of the LGBT plus community an excuse to label someone with something they consider a slur. Well, and that's the thing with reclaiming words, isn't it? Because some people within our community have reclaimed queer and see it very much as a positive. Mm-hmm. Other places, you know, are trying to not as successfully claim back, you know, words like faggot yep. or, um, you know, the word poof, which for me personally, I can't stand either of those words. And some people would say also, why am I trying to reclaim a word that's so hurtful? Like there's a psychology behind it apparently. And it's like, you know, you've been called this word and then you reclaim it. And that's supposed to kind of give you a sense of power. Well, it's just so that- it's like, I'm a faggot. And it's like, people then see you. I can use it, but you can't use it. Yeah, it's like, I've reclaimed this really negative word, but am I doing that because I'm doing it before, you know, you label me with that? Or am I giving off to the world that I am just a faggot as opposed to just like a human that has respect for themselves and others? I mean, you know, and we all know that a gay man can call another gay man a faggot in like a really horrible derogatory way. It's not always like a... Sometimes it's kind of funny or it is said in like a, you know, light way, but often it isn't. So it's like derogatory even within our culture. You know, growing up for me, the word fag was thrown around the schoolyard a lot mm. and very much had a negative connotation to it, as did the word poof. It was used as a slur, a way to bring someone down, make them feel different, a way of them questioning themselves. Mm. For them to be reclaimed, I really don't like it because I was th- I was called that throughout mm. high school. And it, the pressure and the weight that I put on myself in regards to coming out, to finally accepting myself as a gay man, mm. that some would see as, yes, a poof, and yes, a fag, yes, queer, or whatever else, but me accepting that and embracing it. Mm. And what I can't stand is fellow gay men who use these negative words Mm. against one another, yet if somebody who's straight used it, you know, oh, we can call each other fag and it's totally fine, yet like, oh, no, if my brother calls me fag who's straight, no, 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 that's not on. I just don't like it being used at all. And I've actually ticked off a few of my friends who have used it in the past. Do not call me that. I feel the same way that you do. So you wouldn't find any power in being like, I'm a faggot, like just being like, I'm going to take back this word and make it, yeah. There have been about three different times <laughs> yep. just walking down Chapel Street where a car is driven yep. past and yelled out faggot. Yeah, so it's not going to make you feel different yep. or I've got a big hairdo or I'm just standing there talking to a friend. I mean, I was going to a 30th birthday for a friend a few years ago and I was suited up wearing a fur stole and a fur muff and just crossing the road and then out of nowhere this car comes past and yells out, faggot. And that was 2015 and I just sort of thought, are you fucking kidding me? I know. 2015 and this is still happening. So, you know, for the word faggot or poofter to be reclaimed, for me personally, I couldn't use it because it's still far too fresh. I don't even think in decades to come I would be able to use it. I mean, who knows, my nephews or my nephew's kids or whatever. Maybe your gay children yeah. might want to use it. Who knows? But <laughs> Yeah, well, that's how I feel about queer. It's not really why I don't identify as queer, but I am very sensitive to just things I've come across where people have said, well, how is it inclusionary if a lot of people feel really hurt and insulted by the word still? It feels right now that not many people would probably use it. Well, not in my world anyway, as an insult. It is kind of old-fashioned, so I get that. It has kind of died out there's still people obviously that are around that were called it i think it's a Um, generational 
thing probably. And it's definitely generational. So it is, I think, important to be conscious of that. And in relation to the word fag or faggot as well, you know, gays have fought very hard for acceptance and they don't want to like other themselves. No. Not everyone has to be radical and reclaiming, you know, these slurs and, and all that sort of stuff. Like maybe they just want basic rights and to be left alone. Absolutely. And I also think that's okay. Another thing that I thought of that's a bit weird is like, you know, it's very common, like even straight people will just use the word queer. And it is kind of weird because it was a slur and now it's a way to label someone. And there'll be another word when, you know, my nephews are at school for referring to queer or gay individuals that will be a negative word that that generation won't obviously Mm. reclaim. But the generation after them will probably reclaim it. It will just be this kind of cycle. But it's vitally important to remember that even though these words are reclaimed, people can still be hurt by them and are still hurt by them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a cool thing because you just make. That's the thing about creativity and like words and like you. That's what I mean. It's like it means that because we've been called that for so long. Gay doesn't mean gay. That's the other thing. Gay in the sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like queer doesn't mean gay. Queer gay doesn't mean gay because in the end it's all irrelevant. That's the crazy thing about it because it's literally just a word. It doesn't have anything to do with you being alive or bleed. You know, like mm-hmm. breathing. Like it's just a word. You couldn't speak for the rest of your life and survive. A lot of people do. You know what I mean? So it's just funny. It's just a word. To sort of understand how this word really became reclaimed, it started in intellectual circles in the United States at the end of the 80s. So there were theorists like Judith Butler, Eve Sedwick, and David Halperin, who rejected heterosexuality and heterosexist culture. So they didn't want to mimic the culture that sort of still privileged monogamy and marriage and having children. They wanted to be like, we don't have to be like you. We're queer. We're different. We're weird. Yeah, and we're didn't embracing have to be like it. Their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And in part of that rebellion, lots of organizations were created that embraced the word queer. Mm-hmm. Like in New York in 1990, there was the organization Queer Nation, which at the New York Gay Pride Parade were handing out flyers that were called Queers Read This. And this little snippet was actually included in it. Gay is great. It has a place. But when a lot of lesbians and gay men wake up in the morning, we feel angry and disgusted, not gay. So we've chosen to call ourselves queer. Using queer is a way of reminding us how we are perceived. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. By the rest of the world. 
That was 1990. It actually helps you to understand why it was reclaimed. Like it was reclaimed yes. yeah, at a time where people were feeling like weird and different and queer. They weren't reclaiming it just being like, oh, everyone's over this word now. Let's call ourselves queer. They were like angry. Obviously, again, the AIDS crisis, which we always mention, this is where a lot of, you know, civil rights for LGBT plus Start from. Start from, yeah. People were just trying to rebel against the social norms of the times a bit. Even one of the theorists, Eve Sedwick, said she felt like queer had little or actually nothing to do with sexual orientation, even though it was people that weren't straight in these groups. For her, it was just about being radical and fighting against the, know, the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you would know that during the AIDS epidemic and protests of the 80s and whatnot that queer was thrown into our slogans as well. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yes. And we will not live in fear. I don't know it from that time, but I do know it from popular culture. <laughs> Lenny, we both know that you were there. <laughs> I do know it from popular culture, yeah. <laughs> So, Brendy. Yes, Dals. Do you think that straight people can be queer? Look, I mean this in the least nastiness <laughs> way I could possibly say, but hell fucking no. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, our community no. do not struggle with our identities, <laughs> yeah. let alone have to come out and prove ourselves <laughs> to the heteronormative world to fight day in and out for equality. Yeah. For them to turn around and be like, oh, I'm queer too. No. No. No, yeah. you're not. Sorry. Yeah, there's so many reasons why this is a bit probo. I am so fine with them (laughs) enjoying drag, getting kinky in their latex, or (laughs) having open relationships or not being monogamous, but to turn around and say that they're queer. That's not queer. Yeah. Eccentric, sure. Queer, no. Yeah, exactly. That's the correct word. Like, words have meanings (laughs) and they're real. You can't just change them and you can't just appropriate the good bits of a culture, like the fun bits, like, you know, going to gay clubs and voguing and drag. I can walk Being in a straight flamboyant. line. It doesn't mean that I'm yeah. straight. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Obviously, back in 2003, there was a very well-known TV show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And it wasn't long after it started that they actually dropped the straight guy section of the title, re-edited so that it broadened to a bigger scope. Mm -hmm. And it ended up lasting for about five seasons. Carson Kressley was huge and became a household name. And then in 2017, they actually brought it back for Netflix. And it's great. It is great. The whole show actually skyrocketed Jamelia's song, Superstar. Oh, really? Yep. And (laughs) even better... Their theme song, All Things Are Keep you Getting Better. Sing it? All things just keep getting better. Sing with me. <laughs> when you are around, when you are around, all things just keep getting better. When you are around, when you are around, all things just keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. I- prefer the new show, but I prefer the old version of the song. The shows, yeah, I, it's a real surprise, this one. It's a 97% approval on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. good, yeah. It is three thumbs up from me. Don't ask where the third <laughs> came from. <laughs> you got this. It's cool, it's young. You gotta show me how good a life can be if I just cared. All of this only works because you were ready for it. Straight. A common thread that holds every human together is that we just want to be loved. There have been some criticisms, though, that 
it's called Queer Eye when it's five gay men. They're trying really hard with these two seasons to be very inclusive. Like there's gay men, there's a trans man, there's mm-hmm. a woman. For 2018, obviously this is what we expect. <laughs> but it, I think it yeah. has really broadened, especially who they're helping – I yeah. think they're still using, obviously, the word queer in the title because they're tributing the original show and yeah, bringing exactly. back those uh, viewers. Yeah, and they're so, bringing back the original concept. Yeah, the original concept, which was that. I mean, it is. It has an appeal. Like, for me, I would love to watch a show about five lesbians, but maybe not that show. This show with the gay men just works for me. Yeah, the L like, word, Dal. Yeah. <laughs> You've got that. Move on. We actually have the real L word too, so that's the reality it's like The real housewives? <laughs> no, it's just the real L word. <laughs> Tons of lesbians equals a ton of drama. Penny, please. The real L word. New episodes and Sundays at 10. Picture of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Queer as folk. Queer as folk. But the US version. The US version. Yeah. So you haven't watched the UK version? No, and I'm not very fresh on the US either. I'd oh, like w- to revisit. But I watched the UK version. Season yeah. one, excellent. Season two, started to go downhill. Yeah. Finale, a huge fucking train wreck. <laughs> but again, like growing up, Queer as Folk for me was because it was primarily about gay men. Mm-hmm. You literally yeah. just associated queer gay men. Yes, definitely. That's that, for me. Like, growing up, that's yeah, what I thought queer and gay was. Like, it was just men. Well, because now, for me, queer... Is I everything. Think more, well, it's everything, but I always think more of more women than men for some reason. I'm not sure if that's just my perception of the world, but that's how I think... I feel like more women actually identify it with than men. I think it's actually so thrilling to know that young gay people are watching the show because they didn't grow up with all the stuff that we were dealing with at the turn of the 21st century. Then you've got the Uh, novel by William S. Burroughs, Queer, which uh, was written in 1951 to 53, but it wasn't published until 1985 because he lost interest in writing it. Oh, that's why. Mm, Yeah, yeah. But it was actually the sequel to his novel, Junkie, and it follows his main character going to Mexico. To to cruise? Well, to pursue, I thought it was his (laughs) love interest uh, of an ex-serviceman, but maybe it was cruising. Maybe it was both. It's both. It's It's always both. both. Why not? You're on holiday. <laughs> and then we've got The Simpsons, you know, lining up straight with that novel. We've got The <laughs> Simpsons with two episodes. There was uh, the Springfield Bear Patrol where mm-hmm. um, Homer leads a protest to uh, the town hall where um, all the townspeople are screaming, you know, we're here, we're queer, we don't want any more bears. <laughs> Which was obviously tributing our rant. Yep. We're queer, we don't want any more bears. And then there's also the really, really famous episode of Homer, Homer's Phobia. It's beautiful. Homer and Marge befriend a gay man who is actually played by John Waters. Yep. And Bart's throughout this episode is... <laughs> fucking so good. It's so good. It's so he, he's good. taking all these, like, you know, feminine um, traits he's and interests and whatnot. He's, he's doing, doing share shoop shoop. <laughs> He's got the wig and (laughs) loving himself sick and, like, picking, like, you know, um, pink desserts instead of chocolate. And, like, Homer's just analysing everything. It's actually such a touching – it's very funny and also just a really touching episode. Oh, it's excellent. And then Homer takes Bart to the 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 steel steel mill. (laughs) And Bart has that great line of, like, why would you bring me to a gay steel mill? Homer's just like, I don't know. Everybody dance now. Yeah. Everybody that, dance. That's amazing. So good. But We work hard and we party hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
Um, <laughs> At the end of the episode, what's wonderful is that, you know, Homer finally accepts his friend, <laughs> who is different, and he accidentally refers to him as a fruit, but then corrects himself and says queer. Yeah, and the reason they used that was... Was, because they originally had the word fag mm. written in there. Brendan wouldn't have been happy. I would not have been happy. <laughs> no. Yeah, way too harsh for a child's TV. But John Waters actually turned around and said, I will not have that word used. So they um, corrected it. Queer. I want all of you to say hello to the Simpsons. Hello. Stand still. There's a spark in your hair. Get it. Get it. (laughs) Hot stuff coming through. Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. This is a nightmare. You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, I didn't even rewatch it for this, but it's just still fresh, but I'd like to watch it again. Like, I've just, yeah. It's just great. such a good episode. Uh, so, in 1961, there was a film called Victim. It was actually the first English language film to use the word homosexual. It was one of the first films also to explicitly focus on gay sexuality as a plot point. It follows a married lawyer who has a younger male lover mm-hmm. and he is blackmailed, and it's very, very dark and disturbing. And while it wasn't a huge hit at the time, it actually was a pivotal in introducing more liberal attitudes in Britain. Homosexual acts were actually overturned in 1967, which is only six years later. In regards to queer, there's graffiti in one scene written on a wall that says Far is Queer, which is his surname. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he's being publicly shamed and outed, Mm -hmm. and he's just like in this panic to kind of, you know, deal with the situation and cover it all up. Look how he's behaving now. What's happened to his integrity? Mel's to become a QC, Laura. Eventually a judge, even. Is he going to sit on the bench knowing that he himself has covered up a serious crime? They're going to call me filthy names. My friends are going to lower their eyes and my enemies say they always guessed. And much speculated about Janelle Monet, who has a lot of, you know, themes in her lyrics that alluded to her sexuality. And I was very curious for a while. And then she finally came out this year saying, being a queer black woman in America, someone who has been in relationships with both men and women, I consider myself a free ass motherfucker. I suppose she didn't want to have to Classy. even define herself. But yeah, she's gone with queer as a statement, I think. But I'm happy to know that because I was reading a lot into her lyrics. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a proud woman. I'm a, a proud queer woman. I um, just feel that it's super important, you know, to to vocally say that because representation does matter. And I think when you have suicide rates going up, when you have the bullying, when you have um, maybe even the drug usage because people are not feeling comfortable being their unique selves because of the societal norms and the pressures of conforming or because, you know, they feel like they have to erase um, parts of them because they're not socially accepted. I felt like through my truth, it could help other people walk in their truth and breathe a little easier, you know? And you've got the novel by James Baldwin in 1962 called Another Country, which is actually set in the late 50s in Greenwich Village. And it depicts many themes that were taboo at the time of its release, which includes you know, bisexuality, interracial couples and extramarital affairs. But there's this famous question in the novel, which um, one of the characters asks, which is, you know, have you ever wished you were queer? Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. It reminds me of like how so many of my straight friends mm. over the years have been like, oh, it'd just be so much easier to be gay. Oh it's so much easier to be queer. <laughs> You've got it so easy. I'm like, fuck off. 
Well, there are parts, but yeah, apart from all the mm, people the novel- fag and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the novel gets a 4.5 stars out of five. No, it's actually a really good novel. And yeah, James Baldwin, I mean, he wrote a lot about race, but also a lot about homosexuality as mm. well. And then there's a recent book that I read, came out a few years ago, called The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. Is it about the gay <laughs> rowing team in Melbourne? Because I know quite a few of them. <laughs> No, I'm not actually. I'm referring to the book. Oh, okay. Back on track. Yeah. It's a book about just everything to do with being queer. It's got a lot of queer theory in it. And the main woman, former lesbian, in a relationship with someone who is transitioning. Right. So I just wanted to say one of my favorite uh, quotes from the book. Read to to me, Lenny. To devote yourself to someone else's pussy can be a means of devoting yourself to your own. Whatever sameness I've noticed in my relationships with women is not the sameness of woman and certainly not the sameness of parts. Rather, it is the shared, crushing understanding of what it means to live in patriarchy. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, it's good. That is great. And that brings us to the end of our episode for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Or follow the show at Word of the Gay on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Oh my God, Lenny, it's been a hoot, a deep hoot, but a hoot. Yeah, we got a bit heavy, but it's great. Yeah, you know what? Once in a while, it's nice to get heavy. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.